Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I am still a true believer that having a good website proves that you are a professional, right? There are so many people out there that are just doing Instagram. And I'm not saying that you can't make it and make money just with social media because you can, but you are flying by the seat of your pants 100% of the time. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. We're heading into kind of crazy season as far as busyness goes with photography, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere when all the leaves are going to start to change and people are booking their fall sessions and it can get a little bit crazy. There are a couple of things that can really, really welcome in the burnout if you don't have those things sorted out in your business. And they're also really important for tracking the health of your business and how well you're doing. And today, Amanda Ray and I talk about those things and how you can get those things set up without too much overwhelm in your business. These are things like just knowing your conversions and knowing why that's important, knowing where traffic is coming from and understanding what your clients or potential clients experience when they first come to your website or get in touch with you. Not only that, we also just talk about being a human being and understanding that we could give you all of the tools in the world from software to tips to skills or whatever. But if you aren't taking care of yourself, that is something to build into your work routine as well. So today's conversation with Amanda Ray of 17 Hats covers all of those things. And if you are wanting to grow your business and just feel better in your business, this is going to be a good one for you. But I also want to draw your attention to previous episodes with Amanda Ray that we've done, and they're all so good. So episodes 315 and 314, getting your business streamlined and organized, huge. And then we did some replays of an earlier episode on being consistent and how you can be more consistent showing up in your business, and that's 316 and 17. So you can search for Amanda Ray, and those will come up in your whatever listening tool you're using as well under Photo Business Help. But for now... Here are a few words from the folks that support this show, including 17 Hats, who we are very grateful to have on board. Enjoy. Attention photographers, ready to nail those mini sessions this year? Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the Mini Sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers Philip and Eileen Bloom while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, 
be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com. So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Natalie, how are you? I'm good. And we were just trying to figure out what to talk about. And I think the the idea of talking about fall rush and how to avoid some of the big problems that people run up against I always hear photographers say like, I'm so stressed out. I'm so busy. You know, this time of year, people lose their minds. And especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere where like the weather becomes beautiful and fall colors and all that kind of stuff. But it can be really hectic for people. And I think most of the hecticness in business from my experience comes from, you know, not being necessarily fully prepared for stuff. So I think so much. Yeah. And we were, I mean... There's a million bottleneck points that people can hit, but yeah, you want to run with this one? and Yeah. I mean, the fall rush in general, I think for everybody is crazy, right? Like, I mean, I just know like my kids just went back to school. Summertime's coming down. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to wake up early in the morning again. Like your whole routine changes. And then on top of that, for photographers in general, like mini sessions, family portraits, all of it is builds very quickly. So you kind of go from nothing to everything and your brain is still processing the, I'm always like, I need a vacation from my vacation. And sometimes we need a vacation from summer. Yeah. (laughs) As parents, especially if you have kids. So like your brain is still processing all of that. And sometimes I feel like as I get older, it takes me a little bit longer to switch gears. But I mean, you know, the fall rush can either be profitable or not. It can be stressful or not. It can be There's so many great things that can happen with the fall rush, but if you're not prepared for it, whether it's mentally or just physically with your processes and systems and health-wise as well, then it really becomes disastrous 
really quickly. Right. Yeah. And if you have, I mean, we're going to talk obviously a bit about 17 hats and, and some of the great helpful features, but like that can only cover one part of the work-life balance equation. So All part. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you dive into the fall rush, you really have to think about the mental preparation. I feel like, I feel like this is a part that so many people skip is just sitting down and going, okay, what is this going to take? How much energy is this going to take to me? So it's almost like your energy capacities, right? So if you're at a hundred percent, you know, your family needs a bucket, you need a bucket, which many people forget that yourself, you need a bucket of energy. Your clients need a bucket, your business side of you need a bucket, right? So every day you have hundred percent energy and then you go to zero, right? That's not ideal. So you can't let your business take up 95% of your energy where your family only gets 5% and you get no percent. Yeah. So it's huge, right? You have to think about how, you know, I don't know if you've, if any of you do this, but like I start my day when I get in the office, I'm like, what percentage am I today? Where am I at? Yeah. But also just thinking of it like buckets, because I think we're kind of conditioned to be hyper productive in that like, oh, if I'm low on energy, I will just drink coffee and force my way through it. And, you know, whatever the mechanism is for getting through it. But like if you're doing that day after day after day after day, it's exhausting and you're not actually being productive and you're not actually really helping yourself or your business or your family or you're not helping your business either. You being tired, you being sick, you being not mentally prepared for the fall rush that's in front of you, it's not helping your business. It is hurting your business. So I've seen so many people go into the fall rush exhausted, go into this time of just being not with it mentally because some are exhausted us or kids going back to school exhausted us or heck, maybe we're just feeling really burnt out in our business at this point and we just we haven't mentally prepared for it. So I think one of the first things about the fall rush is to sit back, look at it, look at your calendar, put some planning time on there and just it's a mental preparation, right? And think about how are you going to show up each day, right? Yeah. And there's some days I walk into the office and it's like, I'm a three today, right? I'm not a five, I'm a three, you know? And just knowing where you're at, I think is step number one. Well, and it allows you to give yourself a little grace for, you know, if you're an eight versus a two, you know, you're not going to be as hard on yourself if you've already acknowledged that with yourself. If you said like, you know what, I am a two today, so maybe I'll take a couple things off my list, et cetera. But also just that mental prep piece, I also believe is really important. I like to do that sometimes either going into my day and even reflecting after my day is over, just idea of kind of reviewing things or thinking ahead about things. And I think the stress piece, back to what I was saying earlier, whether it's with software or with personal health goals or whatever, like it comes up the most when we haven't planned anything, when we're not, when it just hits us. Like it's sort of like forgetting to change your oil in your car and then your car breaks down. And you're like, ah, you know, but if you're thinking ahead, like I should probably stay on top of this, you know, then it, then you avoid some of those surprises, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I always like to look at, you know, what can go right, but what can go wrong. I'm a realist, right? I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm like, let's look at all the avenues. I think that's so important because you do have to think about like, we all have different demands in life from health to family, to our kids, to our pets, to our house to all of it. 
And all of those demands in life take a percentage, right? They take a percentage mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it. Absolutely. And so you really have to look at the ball. I mean, I just know my kids are getting older. And so the demands that they put on me are a little bit more, right? Because they need me more. I have my daughter's going, she started middle school. So this is a big time for her, especially girl going into the sixth grade, right? With everything that comes with that. And so I have to remind myself that like, I have to provide for her more. I have to show up for her a little bit more and in different ways because she's going to need me more in a different way, right? And so I think first up, looking at that, thinking about mentally is great. I love how you said to give yourself grace. I think that's another thing. I think another thing people do that just it kind of blows my mind sometimes is that we get into the fall rush and we start going and going and doing and doing and we can feel ourselves drowning right? We feel ourselves drowning, but we never reach out for a life raft, right? We never reach out for help. We never reach out or even give ourselves a moment to take an air, right? And just say, okay, pause, stop. This is chaos. I'm calling myself out for the chaos I live in right now. This is stressful for me. This is stressful for my family. This is stressful for everybody involved. Time out. Okay. What can I do in this moment? in this week, in this day, bite-size it down to make this better. This is not working. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And unfortunately, people get to like burnout or, I mean, I've heard stories of like almost divorce or whatever until they have that moment of like truth with themselves. But we need to do that sooner. I love how you said that you reevaluate your day. And I do that as well. At the end of the day, I'm like, how productive was I today? Was I busy or was I productive? Right. And there's a scale. Big distinction. Yeah. Productive is on one side, busy is on another side. I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. So if I find myself constantly getting busy, time out. How do I change this to make sure that I'm productive? And I think every small business owner, every business owner, every person in life should, you know, we strive for productivity, not for busy. And so I think we have to, instead of getting to the end and going, how could I have done that differently? We got to call ourselves out while we're doing it. Yes, absolutely. And say, time out. How can I do this more efficiently? How can I do this better? And it's so funny because with 17 Hats, everybody thinks you have to go set up everything at one time. And oh my gosh, it's so much change and there's so much to set up. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can set up one thing at a time, right? Yeah. And that makes life so much better. It's all these little changes that you make adds up to big changes. Huge. I love that you said that because it's something I work with my coaching clients a lot on is this initial hit of like overwhelm. People are just thinking, oh my gosh, and I have to do a newsletter and an opt-in and uh, like, I mean, all the things feel so big and it's amazing. And I used to say this years and years ago when I was doing workshops, but just it's really is like planting a tree or growing your hair out or whatever. It's a little bit day by day. So sometimes you don't feel like you're doing anything because you're not really seeing a big result. But if you wait a month or if you wait six months, you are going to see a difference. Maybe growing your hair out is a little better because trees grow slowly, but you know, (laughs) but it really is. It is having that, taking that deep breath and then taking like one small step towards the direction that you would like to move in and not being anxious about it 
not all happening at once, you know, just giving yourself some time for things to just expand and grow and settle. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to, I mean, I just told my daughter this going into middle school too. And I think it's great advice for business owners. And it's the old saying is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yes. Really, when you start a business, your business is this huge thing. And everybody says, you have all these voices at you of what you should be doing, right? And so overwhelming, but you just have to come into your Zen spot and say, okay, what is the first step I can do? Because momentum, you know, it's a buildup of steps. It's one step and another step and another step. And eventually you're going to be running. And it's the matrix. I love how, you know, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, there's all of these things that I need to do, then writing them all out. I mean, I, you can see my huge whiteboards behind me, but writing all of these things that you feel like you need to do, and you might come up with a, a whiteboard with a thousand things or a sheet of paper with a thousand things, but then looking at, you know, what's the easiest that I can do right now? What is going to provide the most change, right? What's going to be the best thing I can do? And really when you put it all down on paper and then start to identify you know, one to five, easy to hard or one to five, most impact, most impact, absolutely, or value, it becomes very clear what you need to do. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it wasn't, I was about to ask you one of the biggest questions I get from, or maybe one of the biggest stressors that I hear people voice in my coaching stuff is like, okay, one bite at a time or, you know, day by day or whatever, but like, which one do I choose? You know, like which one do like, because you can understand the concept of taking things step by step. But if you're not really sure which one to do, that can be totally overwhelming. And I really like the idea of kind of looking at everything and going, this is what's going to take me closer in the least amount of time. You know, like this is what I need to do first. Yeah. Well, I always say too, and I find people, it's, it's so interesting because people will spend hours and hours and hours making a beautiful website but they don't have a system to follow it up. And so one of the things I always suggest if you don't know what to do is to reverse engineer. So we know that we want people to book with us and people to pay with us. But if we have this great social media, but they go to a website that looks bad and then you don't have a follow-up system in place for your lead, all of that work on your social media that you did is for nothing, honestly. Right. Yeah. But if you go backwards, you have a great conversion process or a follow up process, and then you have a great website, and then you have a great social media. Everything builds upon itself to give you the most ultimate results, right? It's optimized as well. So that's my other thing, too, is like if you don't have you know, work on your booking, your booking process first and conversion process, and then work on your leads process, and then work on your awareness. Yes. That's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck. Well, and I think the sort of initial instinct for people is awareness. You know, how do, how do I attract people? How do I get people in the door? And I used to use this analogy of Oprah's stage, right? Like, let's say you got 10 minutes on that stage to tell everyone what you're doing and get everyone interested in what you have. Like, where would you send people and what would they experience? 
if you all of a sudden had 10,000 eyeballs or whatever, like really ready, first of all, with photographers, like there's only one of you. So unless you have a big studio and a lot of photographers, like you're not going to be able to service that many people. But this constant chasing of the numbers and the attention and the marketing, it's like, well, what are you? Okay, I'm going to give you a thousand people that really are into you. Where are they going to go? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. It's such an interesting, I find it all fascinating with social media as well. I mean, social media is a whole another world. And there's so many people that only do social media. And I was looking up the conversion rates for social media. I, I just wrote a blog post about it. But I mean, it's so ridiculously low. Like, I mean, you have to reach hundreds of thousands of people, different people, not the same people, different people, which is insane. So I think, you know, another part of all of this and fall rush is really thinking about where are you spending your time and are you spending time on the right thing? Because at the end of the day, being a business, you need leads, but you need to convert the leads. And if you're getting a lot of leads, but you're not converting them, then you need to work on your conversion strategy, right? Yes. And if you find that you're consistently converting leads, then great. Let's go work on the awareness strategy. But I see so many people pump money into ads, paid ads, uh, gosh, before they're ready and they're just throwing money away. So just really being cognitive about what is your business doing right? What is your business doing wrong? Not necessarily wrong, but can improve on putting your time where it matters. Yeah. I like thinking of it as those separate buckets in terms of, you know, marketing strategy and then conversion and just any system that's really going to take people through. I mean, I coach on having a basic opt-in and an email welcome sequence, just so you're getting people in the door and getting them, you know, involved <laughs> like in some way. But for photographers, what would you suggest is sort of a must-have if someone's listening and they're like, okay, yeah, like I'm kind of all over the place. I sort of show up on social media. I kind of have some email templates, you know, like what would you suggest is like maybe a first step if someone's feeling overwhelmed and, and trying to go into busy season prepared? Yeah. I mean, first step, gosh, that's such, there's so many ways I can go with this, Natalie. You know, I am still a true believer that having a good website proves that you are a professional right? There are so many people out there that are just doing Instagram. And I'm not saying that you can't make it and make money just with social media because you can, but you are flying by the seat of your pants 100% of the time. So I'm a big believer on get that website up, prove that you're a professional, get that content down. That's really step number one in identifying who you are. You know, and then step number two is working on that leads process, making sure you have a solid, you know, this is where somebody has lead capture forms, the follow-up system is really, really important because if a lead contacts you and you can't respond to them automatically, you've missed out. We live in way too much of an instant gratification world. You have to respond to them automatically. So if you're not responding to your leads within 30 minutes of them contacting you an hour, I mean, it's not even on the first day anymore. Right? Yes. I mean, statistics show basically people go with the first person that contacts them back in a personalized way. So that doesn't mean they email that says, I'll be back to you in 24 hours. Right? Like right. that email should not, if you're doing the email, I will contact you in 24 hours. That should not, that should be gone. If you're getting leads consistently, that should not be the first email that they receive because you're missing conversions. 
So I think it really depends on which stage you're in. I love to look at business as stages. If you're just getting started out, yeah, dabble in social media, dabble in your website, dabble in your get a leads process set up. That's like stage one. Then stage two, you can go back and optimize that. Start honing in on your brand. Start honing in on the way that you communicate, what you're putting out on the world. Start making that better. But all of those should go in parallel with each other. Get them all done and then start honing in and then learn more and develop a little bit more. You can't develop one perfectly and then move on to the second and then move on to the third. They all have to grow. It's a foundation of a house, right? Yeah. You don't build a bedroom and then build a bathroom later. You build it foundation up and that's the way you have to look at your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't, you know, decorate until like you've, you know, put walls up. And so it's like, I think just even on a more granular level, like it's like, people really want to get into fonts and how my invoices look and like, you know, like there's this in my website colors and it's, that's fun, but that's painting the house. Like you actually have to have the house and you're going to waste so much time. It's so funny. There's people still on the platform that will be like, I need to make this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how much money are you making right now? You know, like, is that real? is changing that one thing actually going to make you more money? No. That's a good question. You know, and they'll, they'll come back to me and they'll be like, no. And I think that is a question, you know, will it move the needle? Will it actually bring in more clients? Because, you know, those small things, while they matter, don't get me wrong, they do, but that's hitting that perfection point as you get through those stages. You know, there's a reason why in tech you do like an MVP first to see if it works. Absolutely. Right? Right. You make sure the process works. You make sure it works. You make sure it's good to go. And you have to do the same thing with your marketing, your leads, your booking, all of that. You figure it out. You make sure it works. And then once it works, now we start to go and optimize it and make it pretty and make it, you know, have the look and the feel that we absolutely want it to have. Yeah. I totally agree with you. What would you say then? I don't know if we've fully covered this, but what kind of phrasing would you have in that initial email if it is automated and it's not saying like, see you in 24 hours or whatever. What kind of ways can folks do that in a way that's effective and personalized? So with the 17 has lead capture form, so you would put that on your website instead of your website's contact form. So you replace that. And one of the things that you can do is you can ask your new lead, like, what are you interested in? Are you interested in this mini session I'm offering, family portraits, wedding? Like you physically ask them what they're interested in. And then based on what they are interested in, you shoot over an email to them. So if they're coming capture form saying, I'm interested in your family portrait session, then you can email them back. You'll be able to email them automatically with using their first names, you know, hello, Natalie, thank you for meeting or thank you for contacting, you know, Obviously, you want to give a very short spill of who you are. I love to give my average sell. I don't recommend giving full pricing at that point, depending on the business model. There are some different business models that, you know, I would, but for most people, I'd recommend an average sell because that removes price shoppers, right? Get them out of the door. And then I recommend a very short questionnaire, like a five question questionnaire, like no more than five. Um, this is where I feel like a lot of people, even in their lead capture forms, they want to capture 10 different questions or 15 different questions. And that's, that's overkill, right? You're dating. This is a process of dating. You're overwhelming people. So five questions on the lead capture form, five questions on the questionnaire, 
And those questions are really questions that, you know, how many people are in your family? What are you looking for? What are you most excited for? Some questions that they know very quickly, some questions where you get allow them to spill and gush and give their thoughts because then when you get on the phone with them or you email them back, you know what they want, what their issues are, what their challenges are, you know, what they're diving in for, why they're coming for, and you can speak directly to that. Yeah, absolutely. Speak directly to that, they're going to convert. Yeah, and you don't want to like deterring people right off the bat is something that, you know, I've talked with a few of my clients about or my students rather, like folks that I coach and these big long like questionnaires, it sort of makes people not want to even work with you because you're giving them homework and it's not really useful for you right off the bat because there's they still don't have the information that they need. They don't quite know what to expect. They might not even know the pricing fully yet. They might not, you know, they're just trying to like get a feel for you and you're kind of walking them through this like labyrinth of, you know, questions. And yeah, that's a big one for me too. Yeah. And I always think about too, with the leads process in general, and this is something I would, I mean, going into the fall, I would totally look at your conversion process, your lead process. I think it is the place that can save you so much time and so many headaches and increase your conversions and just your overall client experience. But what I tell somebody, I think we might've talked about this last time, Natalie, is that, you know, during that leads process, it is dating, right? We're asking them for a marriage proposal on your webpage, right? Yeah. So if you're asking 15 questions, 20 questions, you're asking them to marry you at that point. You're asking them to be yours and they're not ready for that level of commitment yet. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Your capture form on your website is your first date. You need to treat it like a first date. You're getting to know each other. And then every email after that, every questionnaire after that, it is that whole experience. It's all about building trust from your social media page to your website, to your very first emails. It is all about building trust. And with every post you put out there, with every email you put out there, you have to think, is this building a relationship with my leads and with my audience? And am I building trust with them? Well, and I also think in the spirit of getting burnt out that the capture form, the questions that you're putting in your initial form should be really important for you as the business owner as well. Because if you're going on a date, if you're trying to figure this out, that goes both ways. They're figuring out if they want to work with you, but you also have agency to go like, this is definitely not someone that I can service in the best way. And I think people that are scrambling for leads often forget that the stress and the burnout comes from not maybe asking the right questions right away, you know, and then you say yes to something and then you hate your life. So I get it right now, especially, I mean, it's tough. It's tough out there and everybody's going, I will take whatever lead comes my way whenever, but it is usually that lead that is the biggest pain in the butt that ends up being the biggest pain in the client, the biggest pain in the butt as a client. And you can bend over backwards for, and they're still going to leave you a negative review. Right. Yeah. And so I think people have to be very careful about, you know, just because they're a lead, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. That's a great way to put it. Right. One of the other big philosophies in life. So just because they're a lead, but if you look at them and say, oh, this is, we are not meeting at the same vision, the same values, all of that, you got to think about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And to sort of just recap, I think a big important point about this particular part of the conversation, if you are struggling with your conversion, once people get in touch with you, check to see what the first thing people are seeing is all about. Like, what kind of questions are you asking? How long are these questionnaires right out of the gate? And what kind of response time do you have? Like this first little piece that 17 Hats obviously can super help you with, or, you know, like any other part of that conversion, that's going to be a big thing to watch, you know, if you're really struggling. Yeah. And I love now with 17 Hats, we have our lead source reporting as well. So I am loving that now you are able to tell where your leads are coming from. We are about to release a revenue portion of that as well. So you can say, oh, Instagram, that lead source has brought me $200 or $5,000 or whatever. So we're going to tie that to the revenue. So that is, I just looked at it yesterday. It's looking great. So hopefully we'll get that released in the next few days, probably when this podcast is probably launched, it's probably going to already be out at that point. So yeah, so you're actually going to be able to tie back how much money am I making from these places, which then will tell you where you need to spend more time doing your marketing. And that's just, it sounds so basic, but it's something that comes up a lot as well in my coaching. I'm like, where where are the majority of your people coming from? And there's usually like a, I think... And I always, you know, that's a really good place to start. So here's, you know, if you're listening and you don't have any clue other than like a friend of a friend once in a while refers somebody. (laughs) But if you on the internet have no idea where people are coming from, Instagram or your website or LinkedIn or whatever, like this is a really important piece to consider. And the fact that this gets tracked for you sounds pretty lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that when we go into, we should be doing all of this. And yeah, you should be doing all of it to start to kind of figure out where your audience is. But once you know where your audience is, right? We talked about that stage one and then stage two. Once you know where your audience is, you can really hone in there and hopefully multiply that, right? Yeah. Scale that, scale that one. And so it is that beginning of that first stage is, okay, it's all discovery. That's really what I think people, you have to look at that first stage of businesses. You're discovering who you are, you're discovering who your clients are, you're discovering where they're at, you're discovering what they like, what they don't like, but you're also doing all of that for yourself as well. That's right. I think that's super important. And I think like that's probably a good place to start wrapping this up is just this, I mean, really looking at sort of the front end, the first steps of your business is going to help you tremendously, not only back to like feeling burnt out, like not only to help you manage stuff, saying yes to stuff, saying no to stuff, just being able to respond to things promptly when things are bananas and you're, you know, shooting really crazy days and stuff. But, you know, just keeping all of these first steps in mind because your clients or potential clients, their experience is so important in those first few interactions with you. I mean, it really is make or break. So if that part of your process is a little shaky or you have no process or no idea, all of these things, you're like, ding, yep, that's me, ding. You know, I would say you're going to see a huge transformation in your business if you can maybe even re-listen to this conversation and hit some of these points, you know, and find something like 17 Hats is a great place to start that can help you step-by-step kind of get all of this stuff working and cohesive so that you know, you have this step one solidly built. 
Absolutely. I also think a, a good thing to remember too is that while you do this every day, you're out shooting every day and you go through this client experience day after day and this is just your day to day, for many of your clients, it's their first. So this is the first time they're doing this or you know, this isn't their day to day. And so they need to be walk through. They need to be told what to do, what's expected, how to do it. We have to, as professionals, deliver that experience that guides them. Because, I mean, you think about the first time you went and did something, right? You have all these anxieties and you have all these fears. And so, you know, for a lot of people, it's their first time coming and first time having professional photos. And we have to understand that and respect that and realize that while it's our everyday, it's not theirs. It's such a huge point. And I do bring this up as well, like really not being afraid to over explain things and over communicate and show up, you know, for people, even though you're doing this constantly, it's like you're doing the same thing over and over. So you're used to it, you understand how your business works. But someone else has no idea what's going on. So really walking them through this process at at the very beginning, and not assuming that people know how photography sessions work. You know, I think that's a super important point. Absolutely. So lots, I mean, going in the fall, hopefully everybody has a solid fall and a good fall rush and a good fall outings. But yeah, hopefully everybody can just take some time to breathe. And if you feel like it's getting overwhelmed, just call a timeout, relook at what you're doing and say, how can I make this a little bit better? How can I prioritize this? And give yourself some grace for sure. Yeah, that's a big one. I like, you know, circling back to what you said about just what am I at today, you know, one through 10. And it's, if you're hitting a lot of threes and fours, when you sit down to work on your business, do give yourself some grace for where you're at and how things are going and just go at your pace. You know, maybe someone you're following on Instagram seems to be like doing all the things and you don't know where they have all the energy, but they might not have the same life day to day as you do. And I mean, there's a lot of social media facade out there. So, I mean, you cannot compare yourself to what's happening on social media. And I think a final note that fits well really with what we've been talking about is this idea of just not, I feel like I can't say what I want to say today. I'm just like stumbling, (laughs) stumbling over all my words, but just this idea of, well, I think I'm kind of repeating myself. It's sort of along the lines of like giving yourself some grace, but I think Here's my tip that I would give. If you find yourself really showing up as a two or showing up as a three, do not underestimate what a change of scenery can do for your spirit. Go answer emails in the park. Go to a local Starbucks or a coffee shop. Like break the cycle. Get out of your like desk. I go to my desk every day. Now going from your desk to the couch is probably not going to help, but actually take in a change of scenery, take in some different air, have lunch with a friend, work with a friend, find a work buddy, do something. But a change of scenery can just boost your whole mood, especially in this time that can be really stressful in the fall. Just change it up every once in a while. Go every Friday, work at a coffee shop in the morning. I think you would be shocked of how much that will lift your spirits. I think so too. That's worked for me. And just even going from a four to a six is huge. And also remembering some people have like nine to give their business all day because that's all they are really focused on. So if you have other very important things in your life, like children or pets or whatever, your own journey, like 
keep that in mind because not everybody has 100% all the time to give to their business. And Instagram would sort of let, let you believe that maybe that's true sometimes. And I don't think that's the case. No, I always say personal story real quick. I went into labor and I drove myself through downtown Houston in traffic. If you're ever familiar with Houston, it's like crazy from the suburbs into downtown. And by the time I got there, they were like, yeah, you, you've basically have missed your epidural, even though I, I got it in. But it was a really hellacious drive. And of course, you can think I'm driving like a maniac in my car, right? Like I'm like, get out of the way. I'm going through contractions. Like in hindsight, I should have called an ambulance, right? But one of my other mantras in life is you don't know what's happening in somebody else's car. Yeah. So when things are happening and when things are looking good and you're like, oh, I wish I could be more like them, you don't know what's happening in somebody else's car. When things are looking bad, when all of it, you don't know what's happening in somebody else's car. You can't compare. Yeah. Just like I think the second episode I did of the show, almost 400 episodes ago, was just blinders on. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was just this idea. It was, I think the episode was called Blinders on, Heart Open. But it was this idea of just like stay aligned with what feels good to you and like do that and just don't look at what everybody else is doing because that's how you start to lose your excitement for this career in the first place, you know? There's a reason why horse race, uh, horses have on blinders, right? Yes, that's exactly it. You run your own race. Well, I think that's an awesome place to leave it. And thank you so much for, I mean, this is really helpful, I think, coming into this part of the season. And hopefully it helps a few folks to just take a deep breath and kind of one step further in the right direction. But where's a good place for folks to go check things out right now? Oh, 70knots.com is always a good spot. We have a lot of content happening on our blog. So blog.70knots.com. I write weekly on our blog. A lot of our team members write weekly. And our blog is very dedicated to bringing you solid business education. So there's no fluff in there. That's awesome. It's solid education. So go check that out. If you're just like, I, I need to get more into the business side of business, that's a good spot to go. Yeah. That's awesome. I really like that you do that with the blog because, I mean, it's overwhelming. So it's nice to have a place where there's information. And and it's vetted and it's solid and it's not a blog for like marketing per se. It's a blog to help. Awesome. And serve. Well, and remember too, if you use code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout when you sign up for 17 hats, there's a big old discount waiting for you. So don't forget that too. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Amanda. Let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. It was fun. They're always good chat. Yeah. Happy to do it. Let me know. Happy to come chat with you. It's so much fun. Thank you. Attention photographers ready to nail those mini sessions this year. Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the mini sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers, Philip and Eileen Bloom, while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com.
So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business.